Citizen Hal, you only have a thousand episodes of too many movies left in you before you die. Oh no! I better make them good ones then! Hello and welcome to Too Many Movies, the podcast where we discuss DVDs, Blu-rays, and even the occasional VHS tape. I'm your host, Hal, and with me here today, Anthony, introduce yourself. Uh, hello, I'm Anthony. You know, I like, uh, I like stuff like watching movies, talking about them, talking about some bad ones, some good ones, you know, the usual type of stuff. And, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm excited and happy to be here. I'm sure you are. Well, uh, finally, I have the other CampyCast host on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, we're talking about getting on, like, together or separate episodes, but, you know, it, it's nice to, to be here for these two specific movies that I never thought I would talk about together. Oh, well, so. great. Okay, well, I'm going to let you introduce this first one, because that's your fault that we watch this. <laughs> um. I, I uh, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I guess we'll get right into it. Um, Norbit, that's our first movie today. Um, yeah. <laughs> So I, when we were gonna, when we were talking about this episode, I was like thinking of the most random, random thing that we could uh, like recommend, like random thing I could talk about with someone. Because I could have talked about this on uh, CampyCast at some point. I would have to convince Brian to rewatch it because he's seen this film before. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I randomly like saw this film, and then I just, I literally just looked at the poster. That's like all I knew about it. It was like, wow, what a poster for a movie to have. What wow like who came up with this <laughs> and it was very interesting and then i found out that um both of the characters on the poster were played by eddie murphy and i was like oh god so from there i just like thought about this movie for a while and was unsure about like ever talking about it and then and then i just like when we were thinking of ideas for this episode i was like hmm why don't we do Norbit? You know, why don't why don't we do Norbit for some reason? I finally get a chance to watch it for some reason. Yeah. Oh, this would yeah. be this would be a perfect episode for you and Brian to do. I'm I'm very much looking forward to the eventual Norbit episode. But... Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I thought it would be even funnier if I just recommend it to someone else and that's got him true. to watch it for the first time. Yeah. So that's kind of the main reason why I chose no, it. I totally get it, and you know what? I'm glad we watched it. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very interesting movie, and uh, I I can't say I was surprised with how it ended up being, but no, <laughs> this was not shocking in the least um I, yeah. so my experience with norbit is that i i remember when i was like like my early years on twitter and i was like i would like frequent like film twitter and there was that i don't know do, do you remember i don't know if you were ever on twitter but there was that um that account called like uh like crazy letterboxed reviews or something like that or like unhinged letterboxed reviews something where like a dude would just mm. take screenshots of people's letterboxed reviews that are weird and just post them on twitter just post them on twitter i don't think i've heard of that actually yeah i don't know it was like or like let or it was called like lebertoxed reviews or something something like that um but i mm. feel like i remember this dude the dude who ran that account had like this weird obsession with norbit I think ironically, I'm like 99% sure it was ironic, um, but he was just, you know, and then you look at like the reviews for this movie on Letterboxd and a lot of them are like, you know, five stars, like greatest movie ever made. Um, you, you know, yeah. you see that a lot on Letterboxd where people will take like these 
2000s comedies that they grew up with and they gas them up so much mm-hmm. um might be due to nostalgia probably in probably. some cases for those who like unironically un- try to defend it or something or just like movies that are so unhinged and out there and just so terrible that you get enjoyment out of just watching them or mm-hmm. experiencing watching them with friends. Like, you know, we do that all the time with my, my group of friends and I. We, like, watch bad movies together sometimes. Um, yeah, it's, and, it's it could be fun, you know? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I was very much interested in finally seeing this movie because I feel like it does have that kind of, like, cult, irony cult to it. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh yeah <laughs> so let's start with the beginning um right well, off the bat uh, well actually but whole... before we get into that i just want to mention so i watched this on amazon prime and it advertises that this movie was an oscar nominee back in oh, the day Oh yeah, we gotta talk about that it actually was nominated for best makeup which like... is really funny because that means this is like one like what the second movie the second awful movie to be nominated for an Oscar for makeup. Cause remember that's what suicide squad was nominated for back in oh 2016. My God. Yeah, that's true. I forget <laughs> that that was nominated. For well, that. Oh actually, my God. cause I don't, cause I think it says that Norbit is like a nominee, but suicide squad actually won the Oscar for best makeup. Oh, wow. Yeah. What, what do you know? Same Dude. with shit like Cruella winning that makeup thing. You know? Oh, did did Cruella did Cruella win? I swear makeup? it won. Yeah, Maybe it, it won. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember. <laughs> it won something. Actually, no. I think that was that. I think it was costumes. Actually, it but whatever. Won. Maybe it won costumes. Well, I don't know. I sometimes get mixed up with those categories because you don't. Yeah, because like, who cares? <laughs> it's just not to be mean i'm look there's some really good costuming out there but if you're nominating shit like cruella that tells me you do not care so yeah um, it's and, and freaking norbit in this yeah. case anyway yeah forget for, for, put cruella off to the side we're talking about norbit <laughs> okay yeah, that's norbit, that's the topic maybe. for today yes. um so anyway yeah, yeah right off the bat the movie starts with eddie murphy narrating that his that he's norbit he's like this orphan that was abandoned by his parents you know and the way they abandoned him is yeah, they just yeah, he's a loser they, they throw him out of the car and he just as a baby and he rolls up to this like orphanage that's both an orphanage and a chinese restaurant it's a yeah, like, I thought um, that was interesting well you know that that's the thing with this movie it has a lot of concepts that the yeah. writers think is really funny and then you actually yeah. see them in in practice and you're like Huh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so because then we're introduced to one of Eddie Murphy's many characters in this movie. Because, yes, Eddie Murphy does play Norbit. He's the main character, yes. Norbit. He also plays his bi- fat bitch of a wife, Rasputia, <laughs> uh, who we'll get into later. <laughs> oh, my God. But he oh also God. plays a third character. That yeah, being, he plays the uh the 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 guy who runs the orphanage. Yeah, the yeah. A- the Asian man who runs the orphanage, Mister Wong. Yeah, I I did not notice that. Like honestly, I feel like that might just be why it was nominated for makeup because yeah. it was like uh, transforming him into Eddie Murphy into a completely different race. No, so. let me be clear to the people who don't realize this eddie murphy is black and mr wong is asian <laughs> so um uh, very interesting decision so uh, yeah right the, the, and, and this movie came out in 2007 so <laughs> it's yeah. like you'd think they would have known better 
that back then, but I guess not. You know, I guess they thought, well, uh, if a black man's doing a racist interpretation, it's not really racist. It's like, no, no, it's still racist. It's still bad. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, come on, it's and a like, weird thing to do. And they and he goes the full mile with it. He he he. Every time he, well, here's the thing: he's very inconsistent with his voice because every once in a while he'll ha- whenever there's a word with the letter L in it, he'll replace that L with an R, but he won't do that all the time. So it's very inconsistent. I guess he just does it when he thinks it's funny when it's not yeah, funny at all. <laughs> his character is always also a racist, I oh, guess. Yeah. Well, there's that one scene towards the end where he just admits, he's just like, yeah, I'm a racist. I hate it's so weird because it's like during an, uh, what's supposed to be emotional moment. And then he just admits that he's a racist. <laughs> well, it's, it's so, weird. well, what's funny about that scene. And I say funny in huge quotations is that, you know, this character is just blatantly racist throughout the whole movie. <laughs> and then there's that one moment where he's just like, you know, you're black, you run fast. And that's when Norbert's like, that's kind of racist. And it's just like, first of all, this movie has no moral high ground to talk about what is and isn't racist when it's full of black stereotypes. And Eddie Murphy playing a blatantly racist caricature of an Asian man, there is no moral high ground. Secondly, that's what got him <laughs> to say that's racist an hour oh and a half into God, the movie. It's so <laughs> like... stupid. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he also said that uh, Norbit's peepee size was the size of an egg roll, so that yeah. should uh, that that should say something. Yeah, exactly <laughs> about yeah. this movie's sense of humor, I guess. Oh, so. it's very much like you know how like you know there is that stereotype where people like look back at '90s and 2000s comedies as like super raunchy and super offensive, and yeah. to an extent they can be, but they're not. I don't think they're as bad as people say they are because like a lot of these are, you know, just one scenes in movies. I'm not saying that makes them okay, And I'm not saying like, you know, they should be excused. I'm just saying, you know, I feel like it is a bit of a stereotype that like a lot of comedies from that time are like this. Norbit is that stereotype, though. This is where it's like, okay, yeah, no, I get that. Like this is that kind of like 2000s comedy where like, you know, the joke is stereotype like that's the joke you know that's the joke here and there's also a lot of uh a lot of fat jokes made with the female character well so yeah let's talk about rasputia so oh my god so she's not the title character but she is the character that takes up the most space on the poster (laughs) so (laughs) that's true that's true and pretty much like every poster this movie has probably yeah i guess it's it's an excuse for Eddie Murphy to be this black woman stereotype. Um this like yep. raunchy yeah. big, you know, both literally and uh in personality wise, this very big character. Um Yeah, it's very exaggerated <clears throat> just the way he performs her. Yes. So like yeah, that's what adds to it. And it's it. really interesting because so in the beginning of the movie, Norbit and Rasputia and Kate, they're all played by actual children. But then by the yeah. time they're played by Eddie Murphy and when uh Tandui Newton plays Kate later on in the movie, like they feel like different characters. Especially yeah. Rasputia. Like when so Rasputia is like this small black girl who's like this teenage black girl who just like approaches Norbit and she's like this sassy black woman. I'm like, okay, I don't know. Like she's sassy, but like, she's obviously a teenager. She's not a great actress, but like, she's 
fine for what she is. There's um, some bad kid acting in this. <clears throat> there's movie, some really though. bad I kid acting. Yes, but she's not the worst kid actress. The little girl who plays Rasputia. Yeah. But then it hard cuts to them on their wedding day, and then all of a sudden Rasputia is played by Eddie Murphy. Eddie, that's so weird. But like, like uh, I think. She doesn't seem like the same character that we were introduced in the beginning. Like, she doesn't yeah, seem like the adult version of this child you introduced. Um, it, it's, it, yeah, it's so bizarre. It's really weird. And, I mean, I get it because Eddie Murphy, you know, Eddie Murphy's not going for authenticity. He's going for what he thinks is funny. And uh-huh. a lot of it is just him just being like, how you doing? Like, he says that a lot in the movie. As if yeah. that's like the, the catchphrase that's going to catch on, you know? Yeah, I know. It's like because I don't. Why is Eddie Murphy even playing this character? Is it because funny? Is that why? Is it because it's funny watching him be? Yeah, I think people like. Well, I I have no idea, but I'm just spitballing here. There was that movie back in the '90s where he played the Nutty Professor, and then like there was the Nutty Professor Two, where like he played like his whole family. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. I and there was and like, you know, Eddie Murphy was in a bunch of fat suits in that movie. I think yeah, I they that. wanted to capitalize on that, but without making it another nutty professor movie, he just wanted to make um I don't know, I guess he just wanted to make another movie where he plays a fat black woman. Yeah, because that's a weird thing he likes to do, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Like, yeah, I don't <laughs> Yeah, no, because like you watch this movie and you're like, what is the appeal here? Like, why is it called Norbit? outside of the fact that that's what the main character's name is you know i don't know i, I yeah when i was gonna watch this movie i thought there was like a i don't know i thought there was gonna be a different reason for why it was gonna be called norbit but then oh it's just the main character's name yeah but like <clears throat> yeah is it because it focuses on norbit and his uh relationship issues with uh with his wife and yeah. uh how how it's yeah, how the, he's in a, an abusive, uh, psychotic relationship with this woman. Yeah, who is just a complete lunatic a in lo- every way, and that's lo- the joke. A lot of the jokes in this movie are that, like, oh, you know, Norbit's in this abusive relationship. Which, first of all, what a wild concept to make into a comedy. But because you know, oh, wow. it's not the guy beating up the woman; it's the woman beating up the guy. That makes it funny. It's like, oh. Good. That's hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a, wow. You really so pulled the old switcheroo there. Now it's all of a sudden funny. Um, I hope the uh, yeah yeah. I hope the I hope the writers are proud. Yeah. Uh, um. But then like the whole movie is just like, and then he like he meets Kate, his childhood best friend, and that's when the movie is like, oh, now you the the story is that he wants to be with this woman instead of his current wife, and it's like, oh. So the movie's about committing adultery, but yeah. you're rooting for the character committing adultery because the character he's married to is such a horrible person that you want to see him end up with this other woman. It's like, yeah, Respucia yeah, is horrible, but like, you know, yeah. it's, it's the same reason I, I've said this before and, you know, I'm not that this movie is, this is like the movie's biggest problem, but like. I don't like when movies make antagonists so evil to the point that like you have no choice but to root for the mm-hmm. protagonist. Like Yeah, it's 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 like a very lame way of making your character sympathetic. Yeah. And like this movie definitely does that in some way because like you just feel a bit off about Norbit's decision here, and the only reason you're cheering for him in this case is because how how just much of an irredeemable psychotic monster. <laughs> 
Rasputia is. So yeah. just by default, you have to cheer for him now. That's like she, the only reason. None of these characters are characters. They're setups for jokes that Eddie Murphy thinks is funny. Um, yeah. You know, it's kind of like Family Guy, like later Family Guy. You know how like in later Family Guy, it's kind of hard to view these characters as a family. You know, like yeah, they're not a family. They're just a bunch of just idiots who are forced to live together. And yeah. All hate each other. And they all have like all these different like jokes set up setups and jokes that they have. And it's just like, yeah, this is ju it's just an excuse for the writers to tell jokes. They're not characters. And it's like, OK, yeah. fine. In that case, fine. Are the jokes funny then? No, <laughs> like, no that's no. The, like no. that's the other that's the other problem is like so and that's something I noticed with this movie is like when it's trying to be quote unquote serious, um, you know it's bad it's it's boring um, especially in like the latter half of the movie where they have like a a bit of a third act breakup and liar reveal thing. Like, I don't know. It kind of combines a couple oh of those. Oh my God. It's that is such, a it, it kind of combines a couple thing. cliche things you find in third acts like that. And obviously yeah. it's all awful. Like it's not written very well. Um, and like, you know, you'd probably be willing to forgive that kind of stuff because it's so obvious that the writers are more so focusing on the jokes in which case, okay, yeah. fine. I'm okay with movies that focus more on the jokes than they do the story. You know, I have a great example of how you can make that work. UHF, the Weird Al Yankovic movie. Have you seen it? Um, no. I, okay. No, I haven't. Well, I'll, I won't spoil anything because I highly recommend everybody go watch that. But that is a movie that definitely puts its jokes and humor above, you know, any semblance of a story. But the reason that movie works is because the story is still just so simplistic and the jokes are actually funny, you know, because Weird Al Yankovic is actually funny that, yeah. you know, it works. So, like, even though the story is not the greatest and most original thing in the world, you're still having a fun time because the jokes and humor in that movie are so funny that it makes up for it. Yeah, because if, like, the story... Because, yeah, there's, like, a lot of comedies that I don't think, like... That I don't love them because they have, like, an amazing story. I like them because the, the overall jokes and antics makes the characters enjoyable. Yes. And overall just makes it, like, work better, you know? Yeah. Like, funny humor in, in, in comedies can really carry a movie and make you enjoy it despite the story not being, like mind-blowing you know mm -hmm. it's, it, it makes it work yes whereas here yes the story is so bad because you're not rooting for any of these characters because well the characters are there to tell jokes and the jokes are bad yeah so really bad. so th th there's no cycle here it's it it like everything's broken you know <laughs> like this is why this movie doesn't work nothing no, about awful. it works um, and I was thinking about yeah. this because like, you know, at times I was laughing at the movie, not because the movie earned a laugh, but because I was laughing at how much it was failing at trying to make me laugh. Um, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I was, yeah, it's like, but for me personally, I was like laughing at it quite a bit at first, like the stupid scenes of like where Rasputia just like jumps on the yeah. bed with Eddie Murphy. Like yeah. that scene looks so, and then they're just wearing different costumes to celebrate different all. It's it's really fucking stupid, but it's it's genuinely kind of funny. I was laughing like, at that. Ironically, yes. yeah, definitely, exactly. Like, it's a stupid joke to do, like haha, sex. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. still, it's like. But then after a while. 
it starts to get old. After like, a while, <laughs> yes, it does overstay its welcome. Well, this movie is nearly two hours. And I like, know. I was that, like getting, I was like zoning out near the end. I was like, oh my God, how long is this conflict going to go on? Yeah. And look, I'm not against long movies. I've made that, like, I want to make that exceptionally clear. I'm not against yeah. long movies, but when a movie doesn't warrant its runtime, that's when I have a problem. And so, mm-hmm. you know, seeing this movie go on for two hours when it could have easily been 90 minutes. That frustrates me because, you know, I'm all for the wacky antics. I mean, well, okay, I'm not for these wacky antics because a lot of them are just straight up racism and I'm not for that. But if you're going to have these horrible, horrible jokes in the movie, make it 90 minutes, man. Like, you know, then it'd be a little more bearable. Um, yeah, I was surprised when I found out this film wasn't 90 minutes. Yeah, because you, you'd think this movie would be, like, peak 90 minutes. Like, this would mm-hmm. be the perfect 90-minute movie to just put on, and then you forget about, like, the next day. But no, it went on for two hours, and it's like... I know. That's, it's like, it's that's why That's why I didn't... I'm not really with the irony crowd on this one, because, you know, again... It takes up way too much time in its serious story, you know, that it doesn't take seriously because it's too busy thinking about the jokes. But the jokes are so awful that, you know, there's not enough to it. Um, there's there's not enough. There's there's just not enough to make it worth watching again. Like that that's the thing is like, you know, when I think of my favorite ironic failure movies that i love rewatching stuff like morbius stuff like faust yeah. like those are movies that i could rewatch again because they're such failures but like they're just so funny in how they fail you know like yeah. i get enjoyment out of watching those movies in a group setting because they're just so funny whereas norbit like I can see myself getting enjoyment within like the first half an hour and like occasionally throughout the movie, but there's that mm-hmm. stretch between the third, the second and third acts where it's just like, ah, oh, just end already. Like it's not yeah. funny anymore. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the drama that kind of like annoys me. Like, like going back to the third act of breakup, it is done in such a stupid fucking way. Yeah. So basically, uh, Kate, um, and basically Norbit is locked in the basement by his wife. Yeah. So now he's just like forced to stay there and clean it because Rasputia's pissed at him for cheating on her. Even though but she like, was cheating on him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But like, I guess I think I know that's like the point because she's such she's a hypocrite yeah yeah yeah. yeah. and it's like and then kate comes over and then like they have a discussion and then norbit just like out of nowhere just starts to say oh i I hate you i love my wife yeah yeah and for some reason she thinks that he's being serious and it's like really fucking stupid yeah so dumb she she only thinks that because it's the third act or it's the beginning of the third act it's like that's when you have that moment where the characters don't like each other anymore and it's like ugh. you know i feel like she would just she wouldn't be this stupid to the point where like it's it's really contrived well the movie hypes her up as the smartest character in the movie and yet she's still falling for this like that's 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 not good writing. That's not good character writing. That's that's just you're you're writing the characters around the story rather than writing the story around the characters, which is what you should be doing. Oh, yeah. it's just so stupid. 
Um, and a lot of the jokes, you know, again, going back, cause I want to, I want to bring up this joke cause I just found this weird. So they're at like this weird, like summer party thing. Um, and Rasputia is like chasing a couple of kids and she goes into a bounce house. Oh my God. And she jumps scene, on, yeah. so hard on the bounce house that a kid gets launched. It's like, okay, I can see that being funny. Like that is kind of funny. And the kid just like launches like that's funny. But then <laughs> the kid lands in like a haystack and she's right next to the pimp characters that are played by Eddie Griffith and uh, Cat Williams. Yeah. And, those, those characters, another case of like stereotypes where their whole yeah. joke is that they're pimps. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. They're pimps. That's the joke. Like they even interrupt <laughs> like uh freaking the wedding near the end yeah. of the movie. To talk about like shit with woman and yeah. love and condoms, it's like it's really fucking bizarre. Well, because like one of them goes uh, when they see like the little girl like fall into the stack of hay. One of them goes like it's raining little white women, and the other one goes, oh, oh my, my prayers God. have been answered. Which first of all, what? Like, what? What? Excuse me? Like that's a weird thing to say. That is a weird ass piece of dialogue. Yeah. But then the other, and then the other one goes, well, she better move because I prayed for a Cadillac, and it's like, okay, that's funny. But can we go back to that first thing the guy said? Like, what do you mean your what prayers you have been mean answered? By that, if what, it was if it was a regular woman who fell, and then he's like, "My prayers have been answered," then that's funny. But it was a child who fell, so <laughs> the joke is weird now. So uncomfortable. Like, yeah. I don't know why they thought of that joke. Like, was the joke is- supposed to be that you're supposed to feel uncomfortable when he says that? Because is it a joke that this man would literally like do anything for a woman? Is he just like, like even a child? Like, anyone, like, like even a child? Is he like attracted to any woman? Like the, what, what is happening here? What's the joke? It's so confusing, and that's like where the movie, like those are the kinds of jokes that the movie makes up. Like obvious, and then you have like the obvious jokes, like when Rasputia goes down a water slide and lands <laughs> in like a pool bad. of water, and then there's no more water in the pool. You know, okay, yeah. haha, she's fat. Like, you know, that's those jokes, joke. those jokes make sense to me. This one doesn't, you know, like, and that's this movie. There's no. some, there's jokes that make sense that are not funny, but they make sense. And then there's jokes that are not funny, but then don't make sense. <laughs> you know, exactly. like, it's like, it's just weird. It's such a weird fucking movie in every way. Just a lot of it is just very, <clears throat> like, dumb with the conflict like i think the villains of this movie are supposed to be Rasputia's brothers yeah Rasputia and her brothers are the antagonists of the movie which sometimes they get some funny scenes like at the very beginning when we're introduced to them and he's like handing everybody like different parts of the chicken and then Norbert's just like what do i get and he's just like turkey ass like that did catch me off guard my brain broke when i saw the turkey ass i I started laughing uncontrollably i was like what the fuck (laughs) am i looking at um yeah yeah the, the the turkey ass and then that turkey ass comes back later when Rasputia suspects Norbit's on a date with Kate and she breaks into the Italian restaurant. They're like, you know, come in here. And she's like, where's Norbit? And he's like, Norbit's not here. And she's like, well, then who was eating the turkey ass? And then there's just a turkey ass on the table. And they're like, run. It's like, okay, that's kind of funny. But it's just because of how absurd it is. Like, that's the thing. If the movie was a lot more condensed and the absurdism... Like, the absurdism would be one of the reasons why I kind of like this movie. Like, I would never say it's a good movie, but it's one that, again, I would put it with the likes of Morbius or Faust, where, like, they're so terrible, 
but yeah. I get enjoyment out of watching them because they're so terrible, because they're such failures. But no, this isn't even that fun of a failure for me. Like, it's just straight up a bad comedy from the year 2007. So, yeah. Another thing that kind of like annoys me with this going back to the whole like stupid relationship drama of it all mm -hmm. is that basically kate's fiance is revealed later to be like uh an asshole who has like ch cheated and duped multiple women oh yeah and i feel like that just came off as a very lazy excuse so they are allowed to be together like yeah. oh let's make this guy an asshole so that way uh she doesn't that way it's fine that she yeah. cheated on her husband because yeah. you know now it's okay that norbert's going after this married woman because the husband yeah, it's, it's is an okay asshole it's like husband, yeah it's, it's stupid we, it's we like gotta we place. gotta make rasputia and the husband and the Vladimore brothers like so unbelievably scummy and evil that you have no choice but to root for Norbit and Kate. And it's like, again... It's, it's annoying. I don't <laughs> like when movies do no. that. It's such like... <clears throat> because again, Norbit... Norbit is not a fun character. He's pretty bland, yeah. all things considered. Kate is bland, attractive woman. Like, don't get me wrong. Tandaway Newton, very attractive woman. I think she's very hot in the movie. But she has no character. She's just nice. <laughs> like, you know? Like, she's just common decency the character you know yeah exactly and also i just feel like eddie murphy like in all his roles just feels like so off like even in his role of norbin he's trying like so hard to find like shrill and like with it all and it just it's just awkward yeah like, no, it's, it's all a, just weird it's extremely awkward and not and funny like ugh yeah no, at least uh, not funny in the way the movie thinks it's funny like again i'm laughing yeah. at the movie for being so awful but i'm not laughing with the movie for actually coming up with these ingenious comedic bits because exactly they're not it's, genius it's not genius at yeah. all um another thing i do uh kind of want to mention here <laughs> i find this like part in the opening kind of funny I don't, I don't know i just feel like bringing this part up randomly but the scene where like norbit's parents literally just fucking throw him out the car is just yeah. it's like one of the funny moments in the yeah. movie to me that's like the like, first joke of the movie where he's just like i bet my parents care, care very deeply for me they just couldn't provide for me and then it just shows his just... dad just like throwing the baby out the car and you're just like oh haha ha, he threw the baby out the car you don't do yeah. that with babies yeah, yeah, you can't do that. Like that guy probably had brain damage. Maybe that's why he married Rasputia. Right. After exactly. the baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, another thing about the conflict that's just like weird to me is I'm just kind of like unsure of why Norbit is even like with Rasputia because it doesn't seem like he's that like afraid to stand up towards her because there are moments where like he's. Like, he shows an actual reaction yeah. for her cheating on him. Yeah. So it's like, I, yeah. And I feel like at first I was like, oh, he's with the, he's with the, like, uh, he's with Respucia mainly because, like, he doesn't want to break her heart because the, um, her brothers basically threatened him at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. But, like, later on, it doesn't even really seem like he's that scared of Respucia. And, like, no. I feel like he could easily just bail out of this marriage if he wanted to, It's a, I guess. It's a very piss poor setup to have them together like yeah you, know, you i don't know they need to be stronger characters but they can't be because then they can't tell these wacky hilarious jokes you know 
<laughs> like, yeah, that's what the char- that's what the writers thinking. They're just like, oh, if we actually develop these characters, then they can't tell these wacky jokes that Eddie Murphy really wants to tell. So it's like, uh, there's just, yeah. there's just the, the, nobody wins. <laughs> nobody wins when watching Norbit. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody wins. And and another thing I want to mention is that like I find it funny just weirdly funny that as soon as Norbit realizes that he can like start to form a relationship with Kate again, he just completely forgets about like Rasputia and even just lets the, the, um, the yoga guy sleep with her. And yeah. it's like really stupid. And a I lot feel of, like I find it funny that the movie just forgets about that halfway. A lot of then, terrible like, people in this movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a lot of everyone, t- yeah, everyone is kind of an asshole. They're, they're all awful. Like, yeah. They're yeah, all like the awful. movie in this case is trying to make adultery, like, not that bad. You know, I, like, it's it's, it's stupid. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those morally reprehensible 2000s comedies where you, like, look back, you're just like, yeah, no, this is this is horrible. Now, do I think that means we should like ban it and say like, oh, we can't let anybody see this? It's like, no, it's just a bad two no. thousands comedy with very yeah. mo- morally reprehensible themes. But I don't think the movie is like condoning these things. I think the movie's just too stupid to realize what it's doing. You know, like yeah. it's not a it's not a matter of malice. It's a matter of stupidity and ignorance you know like that's that's all it is it's just a bad 2000s comedy Um, yeah i also find it really stupid and and for some reason like during the climax of this movie um where like everybody just randomly because because they were so inspired by norbit standing up to the (laughs) to the to respucia's brothers that they all just decided to like work and fight against them all of yeah. a sudden. Yeah. And then Rasputia gets freaking stabbed and then just starts running like a cartoon character. And then they just go to Mexico or something. And it's yeah. like, what? Oh yeah. She gets, yeah. Cause Mr. Wong, remember at the beginning, Mr. Wong loves whaling because yep. he's Asian, even though yeah. like that's, that's a, so such, well, funny. first of all, that's such a confusing stereotype because isn't the stereotype that Japanese people are whalers when like i'm pretty sure mr wong is supposed to be a chinese stereotype i you know what i don't i don't even know i don't even know if the movie's smart enough to know that i think they were just like haha asian stereotype whaling like that's the connection but anyway then yeah at the end he takes a a a a fucking spear and throws it right at respucia hits her right in the asshole and he goes ha ha right Uh, in the blowhole and it's just like oh ha 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 yeah, um, it's just such a weird fucking ending. And then they're together, and then the the other guy runs away. And in general, the whole conflict of this movie is basically, I think the, like, uh, Kate's uh, uh, fiancé, who I, I forgot his name, but basically... Cuba Gooding Jr. With... Jr. That's, that's the actor, is Cuba Gooding Jr. Ah, uh, okay. He works with the, with uh, Respucia's brothers to, like, uh, take down this orphanage so they could turn it into a strip club basically and that's like the main conflict of it and this is like this is like a weird just thing to happen and like to add to the stakes and it's kind of like a weird thing to add like we can't just have um just i don't i don't know like what's the point of this part yeah <laughs> it's like exactly. it's like a weird thing to put in as a conflict it's and it's also so strange yeah and um also just like everything about this movie is just like 
very it's just a stupid fucking movie if i'm being honest yeah no it's <laughs> like it's, it's it's not funny <laughs> i don't know uh, no it's not funny it's just like it's just stupid yeah. and uh and the relationship drama is dumb and contrived and another thing that it, that i found weird about this movie's plot is that near the end norbit just gets this random letter in like his mailbox well and then so, i guess it like yes being... so the subplot as I understand it, is that he's in the hospital after getting thrown out of the window by Respucia. No, no, no. He was in the hospital because Respucia throws a speaker on his head in during the... And they just don't address what Respucia did to him. That was Yeah, weird. no, it's blatantly in public, but she, yeah, she throws a speaker on his head during the, the party that they have in the middle of town for some reason. Um, but he's in the hospital and he sees a commercial where that guy's just like, yeah, do you suspect people of being not who they are? Background checks, call us now. And oh, I, I don't know. I, don't I, I thought he was doing background checks on a different character, but then at the end, he's just like, no, I'm, he's like, I did a background check on Cuba Gooding Jr.'s character. And we're just like, Oh, oh. okay. I think he just did that because he was petty and really wanted to be with Kate, which is kind of a stupid thing for him. Our do. main character, everybody, petty. He's so <laughs> likable. <laughs> and yeah, I actually forgot about the, that commercial thing. Yeah. Uh, maybe well, that's that... when I started zoning, zoning out in the oh, movie. I, I don't blame you. I do not blame you at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I was unsure about the letter and I was like, wait, what, where the heck did that letter come from? Did I miss something? And then yeah. I was like, oh. Again, yeah, it's, it's a part of the real story in the movie. Again, real story in quotations. Like, again, you're just supposed to be focusing on the jokes. So, but like. As we've established, yeah. the jokes aren't funny. So yeah, yep. What do you know? A film with the with the poster, with the poster that you that you might see when you search this film up, uh, is exactly what you expect it to be, yeah. and it's kind of what I it's basically what I expected. Well, it to my be. poster is a parody poster of Stanley Kubrick's A Clockwork Orange, but it says Stanley Kubrick's Norbit instead. <laughs> yeah yeah there's um there's also a taxi driver one as well yeah. which i find funny there was one that i'm pretty sure is a parody of the wall uh poster and it's just <laughs> but it's just norbit's head and then it says norbit and like i believe it's supposed to be the wall text but it's so abstract i don't think anybody would have gotten it like i i'm i'm only assuming it's a wall poster parody i don't even think it like anybody would get that but i decided to go with the clockwork orange one because i love stanley kubrick and i just think it's funny seeing norbit's face like holding the knife that alex holds in clockwork orange <laughs> so, um, yeah it's uh it was a very interesting experience um yeah i guess i'm i guess i felt an uh, a happiness that i finally watched this movie i guess <laughs> i know yeah 10 out of 10 i'm glad we watched this movie it's the best movie we've ever watched on the podcast uh so, oh yeah easily yeah. no contest yeah um just a couple things i want to mention obviously um a another th thing i remember you know whenever i hear norbit i think of that yukino joe video um where like <laughs> he, he, it's 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 a it's a video called Eddie Murphy and it's this guy going like Eddie Murphy you have a thousand movies left in you until you die and he's like oh no I better make sure the good ones then and then it hard cuts to a gravestone that says Eddie Murphy star of a thousand Norbert sequels <laughs> so yeah I saw that video that uh, you put in your letterbox review yeah. I thought that was. And one, of the, and one really of the top funny. comments of the video of of that video is Norbit 739 is highly underrated in my opinion. 
funny. And then the other thing I want to bring up is the movie was directed by Brian Robbins. And I really the director of Good Burger. The director yeah. of Good Burger, yes. But also he is the main kid in the movie Chud 2 Bud the Chud, which is one of our what? favorite movies we've ever discovered during Wheel Night. Um because we mm. want this I I let me tell you, I need to make a Chud episode at some point because when we watched we watched the first Chud during Wheel Night one time. And we all hated it. We thought it was so pretentious. We thought it was so boring. It was bad. And yet it has a cult following. Then like a couple months later, we landed on Chud 2. And we're like, oh, I guess we have to watch this now. But we loved it. We loved Chud 2, Bud the Chud. Like, that's all I'll say. I don't want to spoil anything because I need to make an episode on it someday. But the main actor, the main kid in that movie is played by Brian Robbins. Who eventually, yes, went on to direct Good Burger and Norbit, and in 2021 became the actual—I'm not fucking joking—CEO of Paramount. He is now. Oh my god! He is he now. Is? He is the CEO of Paramount. The Jesus. At, at the time wow. of us recording this, he is the CEO of Paramount. The director of Norbit is running Paramount. Oh my god! <laughs> I had no idea. I know. Which is so wow. funny. You'd think Norbit, because it was, you'd think this was be, would be a bit of a career killer because you don't see Eddie Murphy as often anymore. And that's because in the late 2000s, mm-hmm. he had stuff like Norbit and Meet Dave. And I think there was like that weird movie called like Thousand Words. I don't, I don't even remember, but like, I don't know. There's like this point in time where Eddie Murphy was just making bomb after bomb after bomb. And so then for yeah. like the good so for like a good chunk of the 2010s you never saw Eddie Murphy. I assumed he died at one point cuz he wasn't in anything <laughs> anymore. But now he's Yeah, he he's barely in anything. He's he kind of like, making a comeback now. Yeah, I think he was in like some Christmas movie yeah. on like Amazon. I don't think it was on Amazon. It was it, like somewhere. It, it looked bad. I didn't watch it. But yeah, apparently yeah, I think yeah. he's making a bit of a comeback and you know, I I hear rumors of Shrek Five, so I'm sure he'll be in that one. You know, yeah. Also, like, like a donkey spinoff movie, but I have no idea what if it, what's happening with that movie no, still. I mean, unless it's like Puss <laughs> in Boots tier, I, I'm not interested. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, anyway, I just think that's funny that like you know this was a this could have been a bit of a career killer, but the director went on to be the CEO of one of the biggest studios in Hollywood. So yeah, you know, what do you know? Li- life isn't fair. <laughs> yep yeah this is this is this is where he's at now this yeah. is where uh, this is how what a career change what a career good change. for him yeah. obviously good for it was him Norbit that got him that uh that, oh, that course. spot on paramount of course I, of course, what, of what course. yeah the, the board of directors at paramount were just like he he was in bud the chud and he directed norbit put, put him up there this guy will make all our decisions now <laughs> yeah so. yeah that's 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 really what happened yeah yeah that's totally so. what happened well is there anything else we have to say about Norbit before we uh, decide, before we wrap up our discussion on Norbit? I have one other thing I want to say, and that is, you know, whether I want to keep it on Blu-ray. Because um, I don't own it on Blu-ray. I assume you don't either? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're not blessed with a Norbit DVD in your Pantheon collection, unfortunately? Unfortunately, no. Yeah. Well... I'm also there, and I don't think I will add it. Like, I was genuinely considering, like, as I'm watching the movie, like, throughout the beginning, I'm like, you know, 
this could be like The Happening or Showgirls or Faust or Morbius where like, you know, it's a bad movie, but I want to keep it because it's so entertainingly bad. But then it just kept yeah. going and going and uh, it's like, no. Yeah, yeah, that's the same thing with me and why I wouldn't like have it up have, have it on blu-ray solely because like i just don't have any desire to rewatch this again despite yeah. some of the laughs i had with yeah. the stupid jokes like there were some dumb jokes that we've mentioned that actually got a laugh out of me yeah ironically but, but like yeah. i'd rather i would probably rather rewatch those on youtube on their own than actually sit through the entire movie you know yeah it's it's an interesting experience i guess it and, was uh, interesting it was interesting to watch for once like once through and to say that hey i've actually watched norbit like now i can yeah. say that but yeah no it's not enough for me to be like actually want to experience it again um yeah same here <laughs> i highly recommend people check it out just to be like hey i've seen norbit but outside yeah, of that who knows maybe you'll find it more funny than we yeah. did but all more more power to the the irony crowd on this one they clearly love it i'm glad i'm just not with them <laughs> yeah um, i'm glad i finally watched norbit yeah. now i could die a happy man <laughs> but before you die a happy man we have to talk about our next movie uh Anthony. yeah so mm -hmm. you yeah, wanted to rec you wanted to recommend norbit um i wanted to recommend a random dvd in my collection just because you know mm -hmm. again it's my podcast where we talk about the dvds and blueries and e occasional vhs tapes in my collection so i wanted to talk about pathfinder uh a movie i have on dvd because the the the, the slipcover kicks major ass like it is mm. so cool and you know for folks who watch the youtube version they can see i usually like take pictures and show like the dvds and stuff that we talk about um and so it's so the the dvd i have is called pathfinder unrated i watched the unrated cut um mm. which I don't know if you watched that version. Um, <laughs> uh, I pirated this movie. <gasps> yeah, I know. Shocking. Crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I realized that, like, pretty sure the runtime was, like, extended to how it was on Letterboxd. So, I think I might have watched an extended version of this movie. Which is probably the so, unrated version. Yeah, maybe. I, I might have watched the unrated version. Honestly, I couldn't care less which version I watched because I couldn't care less about this movie. <laughs> it's it's not a good movie. It's yeah, yeah, it's not, not really. very I, good. Um, I think I respect it a little more than Norbit just because, you know, I was expecting a piece of shit with this movie. I think only one person I follow had, had watched it before I did, and that was Silver, and they rated it like what a three out of ten, and it's like yeah, no, <laughs> I, yeah. I I'm expecting something pretty bad here. And I did get something pretty bad, but I didn't get something worthless, you know? Like, I got something uh, that terrible, I... Terrible, no. I guess. There's some things I like about this movie. Um, yeah. But, let, let, but let, like let, let's get into it. Yeah, but let's get into it. So, again, I think the DVD cover is probably the best part about it. It just looks really cool. Um it's it starts off on the dvd with a bunch of generic 2000s trailers which i think the trailers got me more hyped for those movies than i did than the actual movie for this movie you know like i don't know the trailers were for these movies called like day watch and night watch and i was like holy shit like these the everybody look up these trailers on youtube for day watch and night watch like they look 
kick ass, dude. They probably are terrible, but they look really cool. Like, I really want to see these movies now. Um, mm-hmm. And then when I watch Pathfinder, I'm just like, oh, I wish I was watching Daywatch and Nightwatch. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like just a very lame, low energy action flick. <clears throat> very really much so. Get yes. much out of it. <laughs> well, so let's start things off by saying this is from the same director as the Friday the Thirteenth reboot. Um, yeah, that's like the main thing I knew going in, and I haven't even seen any that movie or the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And yes, uh, he d- he directed the te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. He directed a Conan reboot. At first, I was like, okay, so what is this? His first is this his only original movie, Pathfinder? But no, I found out Pathfinder. This Pathfinder is apparently a remake of a Pathfinder from the eighties. So really? there's an 80s version. Of yeah, this? it's like I it's called it's from like 1987. It's also called Pathfinder. I think it's I don't think it's about Vikings and Native Americans. I think it's about Vikings and Eskimos, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. But like, regardless, this is also a remake. So the director mainly handles 2000s remakes. <laughs> uh, 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 quite an experience. I feel like you could tell this guy's like director, this guy's like style based off of just how the posters are lit in in some way. Yeah. Like I feel like you can almost like gather that from the posters. You can so, tell, like, yeah, he excels in making generic, edgy looking 2000s movies, which yeah, for something I, like I, Texas yeah. Chainsaw Massacre, that, that, awful 2003 texas chainsaw movie that that's just awful i remember hating that movie i don't remember hating the friday the 13th remake in fact i think that's probably his best movie from what i've seen thus far is the friday the 13th reboot that's bad (laughs) yeah no look look i i mean i'm i'm probably exceedingly nice to that movie um I won't argue it as a good movie, but it is definitely his best. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but even still, like I think Pathfinder was better than the Texas Chainsaw movie he made because, I don't know, there's just things I can respect about this movie, like the violence and gore. Now, this movie, mm-hmm. I watched the unrated version, and this DVD loves bragging that this is like so it also has a sticker on the front that says unrated extended battle scenes too intense for theaters and it's like whoa oh so i think i might have watched the unrated version as well because there was a lot of blood and gore in this one um which yeah i'm all for i am a sick fuck i love violence and gore in movies when it's done i don't want to say tastefully because i love faust and that's not done tastefully but you know like i i i love when a movie is willing to take risks and actually show that kind of violence, you know, cause it's like, all right, you're making a movie like be out there, be, be creative with your kills. You know, don't be, yeah. don't limit yourself, be creative. And to this movie's credit, this movie's very little credit. It does take advantage and have some pretty neat deaths and some pretty neat gore yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I'll, I'll admit that this film is like, has some like decently cool shots in some way and mm-hmm. i feel like um yeah there's like some interestingly cool sequences on paper and i like i don't know some of it is kind of unintentional unintentionally funny for oh, me which i'll dude, get to later dude the that's another thing the unintentional comedy in this movie is very impressive. I was laughing at ter- at times, probably harder than Norbit, <laughs> which is sad. Really? <laughs> um, so, well, let's let's just say like what the basic story is. So, Pathfinder. Well, 
I don't know. What does the back of the DVD say? I need to read the back of this DVD. Yeah, just read that. <clears throat> oh, wait. I want to I mention this quote. So you know how like DVDs will have quotes on them? So yeah. I remember when I had Brian on, we talked about salt, and I talked about the salt DVD and all those fucking awful quotes on those. So here's one. Oh, gosh. Pathfinder sets a new standard for adventure and fantasy from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. <laughs> what? Yeah, this is definitely a new standard for fantasy. But okay. Anyway, yeah, okay. you can tell how much because how much people talk about this movie. You know, they just won't <laughs> shut up about Pathfinder. Yeah, everybody won't shut up about Pathfinder. I mean, come on, it's, it's Pathfinder. Geez, guys, it's not that good. <laughs> oh, anyway. Experience a new world of graphic, hardcore action with this unrated extended edition of Pathfinder. Packed with extreme battle footage not shown in theaters. Plus an army of kick-ass deleted scenes and special features. Savage Viking invaders bent on death and destruction clash with the iron-willed protectors of a new world in the heroic action-adventure filled with intense battle scenes and breathless primal violence. It's like, holy shit. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to watch this movie. Two hours later. Wow, that was a letdown. You know, like, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, this, this movie's kind of boring. Oh, it's like, so boring. That Let's yeah, get that out of the way. That's one of the biggest problems with this movie. It's, it's boring. Boring. Not only is it that, it's also ugly. Like, oh, it's way too dark a lot of the time. Oh. Like, there are some scenes that I feel like could look cool if the, if the director just like could have, you know, just made it less dark, you know, just like told people to like give this movie like I don't know, there's so many scenes that are just like overly dark and I feel like it ruins some like potentially cool shots in the movie and it's like very it's just it's just annoying. I think there was like a I can't really name a specific scene because this movie is slowly fading from my memory as I speak <laughs> right now, which should really say something about the quality of yeah. this movie. It, but it, it, It's times like these that I'm glad I have this podcast because now I can finally complain about things that I've wanted to complain about for years. I hate when movies are too dark. When they have know, like when man. the lighting is so terrible that you can't see what's happening, I hate that in movies. I've always hated it since I was a kid, and like movies would have like really dark scenes where you can't see what's happening. I hated that. I was like complaining because like I never saw people complain about this. Whenever I would talk about movies with people growing up, like they would never complain about this. And now I have the yeah. opportunity to complain about this. I fucking hate that. Oh, it pisses me off. And I know people will probably argue. It's like, oh, well, you can't have natural lighting in these movies because, you know, it's ancient and, you know, you can't really see what's happening because there's no lights on. It's it's all fire. It's like, no, that's not an excuse. Because guess what? You know, in the movie The Northman, the Robert Edgers film from 2022, there's plenty of totally complete. See that. Oh, it's so good. There's so many scenes in that movie that take place in complete darkness, but you can still see what's happening because, you know, Robert Edgers is a director who knows what he's doing and he knows how to shoot a what? movie. Like, yeah, no, crazy, right? <laughs> crazy. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, I hate, I hate, I hate bad lighting in movies. It takes me out so many times because then I can just yeah. see my reflection in the screen. It's like, I can see my lamp in the reflection. It's like, well, 
you're taking me out of this experience because the lighting is so terrible. <laughs> it's oh. exactly. It's like ruining so many like potentially cool sequences in action. Yeah. And while I still think there are like some like it's like uniquely shot in some places, it just like ruins a lot of the action scene, which this movie has a lot of. Yes. And not to mention the story and characters are very like I can't tell any of their names literally. No. No. I just know that the villain is played by Clancy Brown, and you could sometimes yeah. hear his Mister Crab voice. Yeah. Yeah, I want to talk about that. So the main, so yeah, so uh, let's talk about the basic story because the back of the DVD did not tell us the story. I mean, it because did. Because they care, because the creators didn't even probably care about well, the story. So, they yeah, just wanted the, action. The basic story is that Carl Urban, the main character, is played by Carl Urban, who you know, listeners remember, he was the main character in Dread, a much better film that we've talked about on the podcast. Anyway, he uh, plays a Viking who's abandoned as a child and gets uh he become he becomes he gets adopted by this uh tribe of native americans and then basically the whole movie is like then he grows up to be uh Carl Urban and he's like the only white guy in like a tribe of native americans and then these vikings come and kill his tribe and then he's trying to save another tribe from the vikings and yeah one of the vi- the head viking is played by Clancy Brown who impressively enough does not speak a lick of english in this movie he speaks entirely in yeah. like i believe norse which i think is really impressive um when an american actor can like actually you know play a character and not speak any english i think that's impressive um mm-hmm. yeah that's good yeah I'm, i was impressed yeah that's an impressive thing for him to do you know now i think he's a good actor now even though he's a good actor the character is you know nothing because he's just this generic evil viking character like uh... that's his character and there's nothing to the characters of no. this movie the main guy is just uh just some guy yeah. i think his dad was like some evil viking who killed this a bunch of people yeah and, and all then, of this um, and for some reason he's the only viking with any empathy or sympathy it's like yeah okay oh, yeah, that's weird yeah, yeah. And, out of uh, all the vikings in all of history he's the first one to be empathetic of native americans it's like okay so and uh how convenient and then, and then uh there's a girl that he uh falls in love with yeah and they have no chemistry yeah oh all. Like, dude absolutely no it was so forced so, i was genuinely like so the actress <laughs> is played by moon bloodgood i think that's her name she was in like terminator salvation um mm moon blood good what a name um and she plays a yeah, her character's name is starfire which kind of threw me for a loop Titan. yeah well i was just like is that i the look i'm not at all knowledgeable in proper native american names maybe that is a very famous Na- native american name i'm just i don't know my experience yeah when i think starfire i think teen titans so that's exactly just, i don't know anyway yeah no yeah so carl urban falls in love with her just because she's the main female because, lead because the movie needs to happen oh know? my god it was so blatant how like he just like kisses her and then they have sex and you're just like they oh. have like one interaction one not interaction. even an interaction i swear it was barely an interaction there it was like just a single conversation it's so stupid it it's was like- so blatant it's again similar to how norbit is like you know the pinnacle of stereotypical badly aged 2000s movies this movie basically you know you know how like the stereotype is like oh back in the day like oh the man and the woman have to be together even though they share no chemistry it's like yeah yeah, you know that doesn't happen as often that i think people give it credit for 
but this is an example of that because this does yeah no they literally share no chemistry they just start kissing each other and you're just like where is this coming from yeah i don't even know who this girl is i know nothing about her i barely know anything about the guy i just know that he's he's the son of a viking that's his character that's all he is he's the white guy in a tribe of native americans it's like okay that's not enough like just because he looks different to the story zero effort they they put effort in the effects in making like the gore look convincing except when they don't there is actually an example i wanted to bring up of like where the blood looked very unconvincing um because like well so one of the first scenes or one of the earlier scenes of vikings you know pillaging a native american tribe there is that scene where like they come in and like you know some guy gets a mace to the back of his head and like blood explodes out of the back of his head some guy gets an arrow shot through the back of his head and it comes out his eye some like several people get their arms chopped off there's this one guy who gets his entire head chopped off and then like when his head like lands on the ground the eyes open up it's like okay that's cool i like that but then there's like there's like one scene there's like one shot of blood that does look very unconvincing. And it's when um, Carl Urban and Starfire are like setting up home alone traps in the middle of the woods for the Vikings. And there's this one tree with like spikes. There's like a tree branch with spikes on it. And it like whips out and like slices a dude in the neck. And the blood (laughs) looks like a, looks like an after effects plug in. Like, like, like uh, it looks like the, the creators, like, downloaded a blood splat green screen off of YouTube and just keyed it and put it in the movie. Like, that's what it looks like. Like, it looks like so, like a kind of effect I would have in, like, my YouTube poops back in the day. It's that bad. Like, it's yeah, not there's convincing. also a weirdly edited sequence with a bear that shows up yeah it's like, oh it's the... like the only time i kind of laughed because how awkwardly it was like the whole thing was staged because the camera like... like zooms in on the bear's face and you have no idea how far it is from the other characters <laughs> no like you don't know where the fuck this bear is in the scene like yeah the the the, the, the directing in those scenes are awful yeah and then uh the 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 pathfinder character is just like you know he takes a spear and like stabs the bear and like uses and like stabs him and you're just like okay that was okay, weird then. which yeah. the, the pathfinder i want to mention is played by uh, a native american actor russell means who is in thomas and the magic railroad funnily enough um mm. i mean you probably you pr- most people would probably know him as the voice of the of pocahontas's dad in pocahontas but I know him oh. because he was Billy Two Feathers and Thomas and the Magic Railroad. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, um, oh, God. What what else is there? Um, uh, but yeah, no, let's talk about the Vikings themselves. Again, they're portrayed about as well as the French are portrayed in the movie Prey, where they have no character. You know, they're just the evil white men. It's like, okay, that's fine. You know, this movie did kind of remind me of Prey in some yeah, instances. Yeah, no, it, I, I, same with me. I was like watching through this and I'd like, I don't want to compare this to Prey, but this is a little like Prey. Um, yeah. I felt like, I know people really like Prey, but I think I like this a tiny bit more because I felt really? like, well, because I felt like the gore was a little more convincing. At least in, you know, at least here, like, Again, yeah, there was that one part where, like, the tree branch slices the guy's neck and, like, the blood looks super unconvincing. But other than that, the blood and gore looks pretty convincing. Whereas in Prey, 
you know, that movie felt more like a PG-13 movie that they put in. It was like that one tree branch scene with like the plug in blood, but that was the whole movie. Like that's where like, you know, the blood, the blood felt very CGI ish. Where like every time a character like was like hit or sliced that they plugged in this CGI blood. And it's like, okay, you could have cut that out and it would be a PG-13 movie. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's so blatantly terrible. Um, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Prey. I, I'm not a big fan of Pathfinder either, but you know. <laughs> yeah, Pre- yeah, I'm not, I'm not huge into Prey either, if I'm being honest, but I think I like that, uh, that movie a bit more. I can get that I'm... though. I can see that though, because you know, there are, there are moments with the Predator in that movie, which yeah, I, I, wish, yeah. I wish it was better though, but you know. Same. But anyways, back to this movie. Yeah, back to um, Pathfinder. <laughs> uh, the, I don't know. Another scene I joined was the climax where all the Vikings have to t- tie themselves to like the yeah, so, to each other to get up the hill. So the Vikings, kind of- so yeah, like I was saying with the Vikings, you know, they are these generic evil white men, and it's like fine. At least make them entertaining, which. I like Clancy Brown as an actor, and I like this one Viking who like gets his eye sliced out from Carl Urban, um, which, and then you have like a scene where they're actually performing surgery on his eye and like actually covering it up, and it looks gross. It's awesome, but yeah, then that's some like cool gore. But then that's it. Like that's all there is to that character. Is like, oh, he gets his eye sliced out, and that's it. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know anything about the other Vikings. Yeah, you don't know, know any of their them... names. Apparently. Clancy Brown's character had a name. It was like Gunner or something like that. Did they say his name? I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm I'm just going off of what Letterboxd says. Like, I'm just taking Letterboxd words for it. Like, I was just calling him Clancy Brown the whole movie because, you know, because he's Clancy Brown. Um, Yeah. But yeah, no. And then, yeah, like you said, there is that part in the climax where like, well, I guess before we get into the climax, I guess we could talk about the unintentionally hilarious scenes throughout this movie. Um, because I really want to talk about, because there's several I want to talk about and the climax is included with them, but like, so early on in the movie, when, uh, Carl Urban is like fighting the, uh, Vikings, which first of all, he's spent 15 years with this native American tribe and he gets his sword play by just slicing water. Like there's that scene where like, he's like slicing like the river when he's like practicing sword fight sword fighting yeah, that's weird. and he, like that's that, all this stuff i guess yeah i mean i guess because he was like seven when he was abandoned by his family but then it's like okay that i guess that's true but like he was seven he wasn't like a swords aficionado and then all yeah, was he su- still like doing that type of stuff well like, that's what i'm saying is like just like throughout the years he's like what slicing the river with his sword and then all of a sudden when he starts fighting the vikings he knows exactly how to fight them even though these are vikings who use their swords on a daily basis. And yet this one guy who sliced river water for 15 years is kicking their ass. It's like, yeah, with a sword, if he was using native American, uh, weaponry, like the stuff that they had, then I'd get it, but he doesn't. So like, what, what is happening? Like, what, what are you doing here? Anyway? So he's fighting off the Vikings and then, uh, to escape from them, he gets on his shield and sleds down a mountain. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the Vikings just so happen to have sleds on standby. <laughs> and they chase after him. And it's so lame because they're not even... It's not even filmed in an exciting way. 
it's filmed in a way that it looks like they're going like 10 miles an hour down the side down the side oh, of this mountain wait, i think about i don't think i remember that you don't remember the sledding scene oh my I god i swear i don't know if i was just zoning out i or mean something, you, you probably like... were yeah no the, the it's so stupid but i loved it so but yeah, there's or the a, movie was just overly dark. That might have had something to do with maybe, it. Maybe <laughs> even though it was no, I it was probably pretty dark, which is ironic because it was a snowy backdrop. You'd think it would be lit better because it's snow and it's bright white, but nope. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's so goofy. But there's this one shot where like a Viking with a skull mask. First of all, Lamau, a skull mask. Like it's <laughs> like, it looks mask, it looks yeah. so stupid. Um, and he crashes into a tree stump. And my understanding is either he saw it coming and didn't move out of the way or he didn't see it coming because of his stupid skull mask covering his eyes. Either way, that's hilarious that like the skull mask just crashes into a fucking tree stump and that's and he's defeated. Like, yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, so anyway, that that sledding scene is so stupid. But, you know, in a movie we're supposed to take seriously like that's just so goofy um but then there's that scene where he's like again like i said he was setting up all those home alone traps for the vikings and then Uh a different well so the tribe that he's trying to protect comes back to try and fight the vikings and they all fall into his big spike trap like, like that was oh yeah i remember that moment. like that was funny because then the vikings are like ah kill them and then they just start stabbing them as they're like in the spikes and it was not so... to mention the slow-mo oh and like scenes like that really makes certain scenes like the slow-mo in this movie is so stupid it's so stupid because it's just like okay like you're making it slow-mo to make it more dramatic but they're literally falling for a looney tunes gag where they like fall into like a fucking no, spike yeah. trap and then they're just like wah <laughs> like, what a- this is so ridiculous again so funny um but then okay so yeah now we can talk about the climax sorry i just wanted to mention those other two comedic scenes because the climax yes, is fair. also really funny because so uh just just the scene with like so basically the guy like gets like a rope thing and then just throws at one of the guys and then they just all fall down like dominoes and then they all just <laughs> and then this and then and another thing that i found funny that happens is that the guy starts an avalanche by yelling so so he's yelling <laughs> yeah so so yes yes he's like he tells people to like tie themselves to a rope so then they can all like be so Make then they can like hell. they can so then they can rock climb up this mountain and then he like throws a pebble at like the skull mask guy, the same skull mask guy who hit this tree stump, and he just falls down comedically. And then they ch- starts a chain reaction where all the Vikings start falling down. Yeah, it's like the so main funny. funny moment I remember of the movie. Yeah. yeah, again, the comedic timing in this movie is so accidentally impressive. It's like, oh my god, that was that it couldn't be intentional because the rest of the movie is so not funny because it's so, it's so- dreary and serious. Yeah. But it and just yeah. makes that all the yeah. more impressive. Um, yeah, and then he's fighting uh, Clancy Brown's character, and they're yelling, and then he yells to start an avalanche, even though he was already yelling beforehand. But I guess he's yelling louder. Like uh, I, I don't know. I don't like it. It it doesn't make it clear that he's yelling louder. Like it's just like, he's yelling about the same decibel that he was yelling before but i guess now yeah. because this is the part of the climax where the avalanche starts happening which 
I want to mention the avalanche is so obviously stock footage that they color corrected to kind of match the same dreary cinematography that the rest of the movie has. But, <laughs> and you know, and then they also put like the CGI snow. That's another thing when they're in this. Climax, oh yeah. The CG is very noticeable. The CG on the snow is so obvious because you can tell that it's not landing on them. It's just, again, it's an after effect. Like it's, it's, it's like a filter that they put over the movie and it's like, yep, yeah. now it's snowing. It's like, it, it's so ridiculous. And then, yeah, when it's, when the avalanche is happening, it's so obviously not footage that they filmed. It's so obviously stock footage of an avalanche that they color, again, yeah. they color corrected. They put CGI snow over it, like falling snow to make it look like it's in the same shot, but it's so obviously not it's embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. I'm like, was this a movie meant for theaters? Because this is something I would see in a fucking Brett Kelly film. Like, it's so embarrassing. Did this movie go to theaters? I'm not I sure. assume it I did because it's because again, it's from the same guy who did the Friday the Thirteenth reboot and the Texas Chainsaw yeah. reboot, and it has Carl Urban and Clancy Brown, who are like known actors. Um. And again, like, well, again, like also in the on the un, on the unrated sticker on the front where it says unrated extended battle scenes too intense for theaters. So like, yeah, the I mean, oh yeah, I guess oh yeah, yeah. The ver- so I mean, I the versions we saw didn't go to theaters, but the movie did go to theaters. It's just I don't think mm. it did very well. <laughs> you know, yeah, something tells me uh, this isn't like something that would appeal. To anyone because like, there's just nothing really to this movie other than some decently shot moments yeah. and cool bits in the action scenes but then after a while you just get tired because the movie just like it's it that's it that's all the movie has like the yeah. world building in this movie has nothing that's just vikings um yep just vikings just, just vikings and native tribes just, i guess just vikings and indigenous people and you know again yep, it, that's, it, that's it, it ends with the indigenous people winning, they're just like, haha, we've defeated the, the Vikings. Now, Hooray. now we'll live forever as you know, it ends kind of like Pocahontas ends or it's just like, haha, we've defeated yeah. the white man. It's like, uh, yeah. uh <laughs> like, I don't know if you guys re- read a history book, but, uh, that's not what happens. <laughs> or at least yep. if this, you, you may have won the battle, but you're not winning the war. <laughs> like, It's uh, so tone deaf. It's so tone deaf. Um, yeah. uh, and it's just so lame. Yeah, no. like It's, it's a very lame movie. It, it is very lame. And I'm, I am disappointed. I mean, I knew I wasn't going to get like an amazing film, but like with a cover this cool and a, and like the back of the DVD explaining it in such an exciting way, like, you know, I kind of wanted something enjoyable and fun, whether or not it would have been good. I don't think so. I, didn't, I was never expecting that, but I was hoping for something fun. Um, and, you know, just because I'm like laughing at like the unintentionally hilarious moments and and just because I'm impressed with like the gore and the violence, you know, actually trying to be impressive, you know, these like you had said, these moments are few and far between. Like, yeah, the, the movie, the movie yeah. as a whole does not work. And it's why, like, I just, I can't see myself keeping this DVD. So, like, I, yeah, I, for me, like, there was some fun to be had, but the core story is not interesting. The core characters are not badly acted. Like, none of the actors are doing a terrible job. It's just, yeah. it's just the dialogue and the story just do not give them anything to work with. 
And so exactly. you're left with nothing. But, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, well, then are the hilarious moments hilarious enough for me to connect with it? No, because mm-hmm. they're, again, they're few and far between. Yeah. So, like, um, it's the same thing as Norbit. There's things in there that I would respect, but, well, respect is such a hard word to use with Norbit. Yeah. But with here, I can, I don't mind saying I respect some choices in Pathfinder. It's just, again, uh-huh. much like Norbit, it's way too long. There's not enough going on in between for me to really say this was anything worth yeah. keeping. Yeah. A part of me for wish I watched the shorter version because most of the action scenes, yeah. I just zoned out it yeah. with. And it's the same thing with Norbit at points as well. But I feel like. I feel like I remember much more about Norbit, even though I definitely would see that as a worse film. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, and also, I, I agree. Yeah, and I want to mention. So the I feel like I thought of like a better way the story could work. Like it would obviously like still have to have some tweaking and more fleshed out of the characters because I was just still like shocked with just how little like how smallly fleshed out everything was like just nothing felt fleshed out or earned no and um uh i feel like for an example what if we just did something like so it's established that the main character right he's uh his father is like this great viking i guess Mm-hmm. And like, what if what if he had to fight his father instead? What if they just made Clancy Brown's character his father or something? You know, I feel like they could actually like piece a decent narrative after that if they just tried with the story more. I was know? thinking of that. Yeah, I was thinking like I don't want Clancy Brown to be the father because that's where I was thinking it was going. But yeah, when you think about it that way, it's like okay, they didn't do that, which is fine. They didn't have in- include like a stupid twist in the movie. But at the same time, they didn't do anything with that. Like, so yeah. Clancy Brown and Carl Urban's characters, they just hate each other out of principle. It's like, okay, that's not yeah, and that's not engaging. That's you know, like, because Clancy Brown does say, like, I knew your father. And it's like, oh, we going to elaborate on that? No, like, that's it. Like, that's all there is to that. It's like, he just says, I knew your father. And, like, nothing yeah. is expanded upon that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, if if they just made him his father, I think we could get, like, like I guess, decent drama There'd be out of it there. if they tried more. There, yeah, something more. Like, these characters would actually have, like, some sort of, like, dynamic there instead. Yeah. Like, you could also just reveal it earlier so we could see the relationship. Like, don't make it a twist since that would just be lame. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. You know? I, I think, yeah, no, it's... it At least it would be something. But instead, this movie chooses to go as safe as possible by doing nothing you know and just relying on like the action being cool and like the uh gore being enough and it's like yeah those are impressive stuff but it's not enough for me to say that this was anything worth watching you know yeah i i I will probably forget about this movie as soon as this recording is done i will say this is the this is purely the kind of movie i made this podcast for you know like these i have so many of these random ass movies on dvd and blu-ray that nobody in their right mind would ever recommend so again it's like when brian was on the salt episode when brian when brian and xander were on the salt episode like they would have never in a million years recommended salt so i had to force them to watch salt this is the same thing i'm forced me to watch pathfinder and i forced forced you to watch norbit yeah So everything uh everything everyone's happy in the end. Every, everyone wins. 
Except yeah. we don't. We all lost. <laughs> well, yeah, because we all have to watch these. We had to watch both of these bad movies. Well, actually, me, Brian, and Xander won because we eventually got to watch Ed Wood for that episode. But <laughs> yeah, lucky them. They got to watch a good movie after it. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Maybe next time. Uh, maybe yeah. next time we'll, we'll talk about a good movie. Maybe next quick. time. So, well. Um, yeah, I guess to wrap everything up with this, uh, I'm not keeping the Pathfinder DVD. It pains me. Even if me. I had one, I would definitely not keep it either. <laughs> yeah, it pains me though, because the cover is so cool, but you know, I changed the poster on Letterbox to the cover. So the, the cover on Letterbox that I have, the, the poster I have on Letterbox for this movie, where it says Pathfinder unrated, that's what it looks like. I, mm. I just won't be able to hold it no more and feel like the 3d because like you know it's it's actually a 3d slip cover where like the the outline of the of uh carl urban and clancy brown's characters are like you know you can actually feel them like they're actually in 3d like they, they're bumpy it's pretty mm -hmm. cool but you know a cool case can only take you so far so unfortunately yeah. this will not be joining the collection it's it's going bye-bye so what a shame Say sayonara okay. pathfinder unrated yeah so all right anthony uh now's the time where we say goodbye but before we leave yeah. please shout out your stuff dude where can people find you well i have a letterbox where i do reviews every now and again i also have like uh serialized and backlogged i guess but those things i don't really use as often so i'd recommend you just check out the letterbox um, I also have a podcast called Campy Cast that uh, we kind of mentioned earlier um, with like uh, Brian, another guy who's been on the pot uh, on this podcast before, and you've also been on the podcast in one episode about uh, yeah. Chicken Little and Vertigo. So <laughs> yeah, you can check that out if you want. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll probably link that episode in the description along with your other links, of course. Um, yeah, but um, yeah, I'd recommend just mainly check me out on like uh, Campy Cast and the letter and my letterbox. Nice. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you're, you're, all those links will be in the description below. Uh, but yeah, Anthony, thank you for coming on today to talk about uh, Norbit and Pathfinder, two yeah, two very similar honor. movies. It was an honor. Thanks. Yeah, they both came out. They both came out in two thousand and seven. That that's kind of all the similarities. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's it's one less DVD yeah. in the collection now. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I, uh, I I got you to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but And also, thank you, the listener, for listening to today's episode. If you want to support the show, uh, give a like, give a comment. Listen to us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or on YouTube. That's fine, too. Doesn't matter. Um, and, yeah, thanks for listening. And uh, I'll see you guys next time. Uh, this is the end of the episode. Bye-bye, everybody. You can say bye, too, if you want. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>